1: this is exciting happy happy hour former congresswoman katie hill who i've been trying to get on forever katie good morning thanks so much for doing this thanks for having me i well listen i met you you probably don't remember i met you at a fundraiser for all the congressional candidates here so it was only a minute but i got to meet you and i know there's coronavirus going on but i've been reading your book and i just want to i want to hug you i want to climb through i want to hug you i want to hold you a little (laughs) bit i thought i thank you
2: i'll take i'll take the virtual head yeah
1: <laughs> i mean we've all been having a shitty 2020 but oh my god <laughs> katie you i i just I, I i don't even know what to say about i've been i've been reading your book at night after watching the rnc this week and i just i haven't gotten through it because i keep, oh gosh, pa- that's, I keep some,
0: that's
2: some heavy reading and- <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I, I keep pausing to cry um I I don't even know where to start because I I love that you are so you continue to not be scared. You're outspoken about this Jerry Falwell thing. I feel like sometimes I'm like the hypocrisy is going to kill me. So thank you for speaking out about the double standard. I loved your speech on the floor of Congress when you yes talk about that a little bit because you just said the New York Post likes to label me an ex-thruple Paul but doesn't call Falwell an ex-cuckold religious leader. Yeah. Okay, let's just talk about how shitty he is to his wife in this whole thing. Can we start with that?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Just, you know, flat out blaming her. When it's like, okay, there, there are multiple pieces of evidence that have been verified by Reuters, right? Uh, this isn't Reuters. This isn't Reuters. <laughs> Reuters. This isn't like the New York this isn't like the, the New York Post. This isn't this isn't Red State. This isn't the Daily Mail. This is a legit publication that you know has taken the steps to verify this. And he's just stra- straight up denying it and saying, "Oh, this is my wife's fault, and oh. she's really sorry for what she did." Oh. Come on, bro! Like, just you know, the, the the hypocrisy is overwhelming. And you know, we know that this goes much deeper. That there's extortion involved, and yeah. and you know, Michael Cohen. I mean, the whole thing is just a wild mess. So, um,
1: and and, yeah, pic- I think, and pictures, I and mean, even the
2: fact that you just don't see him.
1: Yeah, and pictures, totally. pictures, something and you know nothing you about. Don't <laughs> see
2: him? Oh, I'm. Quite familiar with pictures yeah but um you know the fact that he's got uh, that that he's not he's he, he's not even labeled the way that he should be um is you know it should it shows you exactly what we're dealing with
1: yeah well i'd love your you, you just said i have 12 draft tweets about jerry falwell jr it's mm-hmm. just too much and then you're just like stf you go back to the corner jerry um <laughs> i mean yeah okay so she will rise as the book it's it, like you brave and beautiful and um i I don't know where to start. First of all, unlike most men, you were up front right away about saying, I made some mistakes. First of all, you're a tiny baby. Can I just say, what are you now? 30? How old are you? 33? 32?
2: I just turned 33 a <laughs> few days ago. Yep. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
1: but you've been very, you know, as you say here in this particular interview, I've reflected on the mistakes I made. I know my actions hurt people. I resigned from my position of power to do the necessary work. Uh, you, okay, you founded, even since then, her time, a pack committed to supporting women and running for her up, and especially as they face their doubts and fears that their past may be used against them, as mine was to me. Um, it's, it feels to me, Katie, like none of these men do the work. They blame other people. They don't quit. There, there's a, a complete double standard. As you said in your resignation speech, there is a likely sexual assaulter and rapist in the Oval Office who's still there, right? <laughs> You yeah. Just, yeah.
2: yeah, I feel that way completely. And oh. I think, you know, I think part of what I'm trying to do with my own actions is is just to, you know, people are going to make mistakes, right? And we've we've come into this era of Me Too that's so necessary and that is really bringing us to a point that, that has to happen where we're reconciling what we tolerated as acceptable behavior for so long, what societally we had tolerated for, as acceptable behavior or we brushed off or we made excuses for or we... Um, simply, you know, ignored. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's causing this kind of, um, you know, this, this backlash for all kinds of things, including something like what, what I did and, uh, and, and that needs to happen. And so what I'm trying to do is, is set an example for how we want people to respond and what, what is it like, um, to try and say, okay, I, I've made mistakes, but that doesn't erase, Everything I've done, and that doesn't mean that I can't re-enter and be productive and be part of, you know, ulti- ultimately like um, helping make society a better place. So I'm trying, I'm trying to, to model um, behavior, I guess, that we would want from men who who come to be in similar situations in the future. I mean, Jerry Falwell yeah. didn't didn't follow my. My example, but I guess I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but
1: you also never moralized about people. And can I just say, you know, the fact that you were the first like openly bisexual member of Congress, I, you know, your bravery. Let me tell you. Well, there's something personal for all of us, but the more personal part for me, the last woman I was in love with that I was going to marry, I guess would be, you would have to say was bisexual, but didn't wasn't didn't want to be open with her friends, family, anything. That's why it didn't largely why it didn't work out. And so, you know. <laughs> Your bravery, it's going to make a lot more people brave. Yeah. Just to, so let's start with that, that you've always been open. So, and I hate yeah. to take you through what happened, but some people, as you know, are listening that don't know. They're like, wait a minute, I forget what exactly. So tell us in your words what happened, because the book is very powerful and you're very honest in the book about what happened, but but tell your story just briefly as to what happened and why you had yeah, to resign. So,
2: yeah, so, th- so the short, shortest version is that I, well, the shortest but also kind of complete version is that I tried to leave my abusive husband shortly before the, the election. Um, when I did, he told me that if if I did, uh, he would, you know, he would ruin me. Um, six months later, after I'd been sworn in, I decided I couldn't take it anymore. I needed to actually leave. So I did. Uh, and then a couple months after that, he made good on his promise mm-hmm. and ruled uh, naked images of me that I didn't even know had been taken. Um, let alone without my, you know, without my consent. Yeah, he had apparently sent them to uh, to these Republican operatives and to these right wing publications, um, and they started getting leaked bit by bit. And in those images, it it revealed that I had had an affair with a with a campaign staffer. Um, well, she was somebody who worked on my campaign, and and um, you know she she started was one of the first people who worked on my campaign, and I've talked about this in other interviews. I it didn't feel like a subordinate uh, kind of boss relationship like I'd had in other jobs it just didn't and that's you know that's the mistake that I made right yeah. um, but it the the revenge porn or the cyber exploitation aspect of it just kind of um, it was too much and it was ultimately I decided that I wanted to um, you know I didn't want to be a distraction I didn't want to be a liability we were moving into impeachment um, you know the the toll that it was taking, the uncertainty of, of what else was coming. Um, the fact that I' had just gotten out of this relationship and and you know the the emotional um, roller coaster I guess that that was going through that was just I, I decided I need that the best thing for me to do was to resign and and that's a decision that I've grappled with you know beforehand and, and ever since.
1: Right. Well, I mean, as I, and I love the story cause I, you know, Nancy Pelosi is also a, you know, sort of a friend and hero of mine too, but she urged you not to quit. And I, I mean, I love that story and I love the story of everybody from AOC to your roommate, Lauren Underwood, you know, just supporting you and doing that whole sisterhood around you and saying, you know, they support whatever you want to do, but they didn't want you to quit. Have you, have you had regrets since then and gone, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have, or how, how have you dealt with that?
2: Yeah, I certainly have. Um, you know, and I've, I've, especially when we lost that seat, you know, the, I I, mm. I think I was naive because we'd had such a victory, we we'd won by nine points. I really did not think that it could flip back to Republican. I just I thought that yeah. you know people had had made their voice clear in terms of wanting a Democrat in office, and and I guess I I didn't realize, you know, I didn't I didn't realize how much it was was about you know me. Yeah. Um, or the campaign that we'd run. I didn't realize that, uh, you know, I didn't put enough stock in how difficult the turnout factor would be in, in a March election or a March to May special election. And, um, you know, the, it was the first all-May uh, election, you know, following COVID and following the beginning of COVID. And um, there were a lot of factors involved. But yeah. when that happened, I was like, oh, my God. I, how did, how, you know, I, I totally screwed up. I, I made the wrong call and you know you can't you can't go backwards like that, right? You can't. Yeah. You, well, just not, the I, only thing you can do is move forward. So,
1: but I, but you yeah. know what, Katie, I got to say, I echo what Nancy from everyone from Nancy Pelosi to AOC said to you: You are not done. When you had that, the, you know, the going away party, you are not done. You're back here already fighting for women that are dealing with revenge porn, like you did. You already, I, you were what, like four when you were executive director of People Assisting the Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tw-
0: twenty okay. four. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same. Four same. plus twenty. Four. Yeah.
1: Right. That's what I said. Toddler. Um. <laughs> well, you know, there's many paths to finding your family story. Whichever way you choose, tracing your family generations back with a family tree, uncovering your ethnicity with ancestry DNA. It's easy to get started with ancestry.com. There was a dispute about my grandpa, right? Whether oh. Polish or Ukrainian, oh. right? That
0: makes a difference.
1: Yes. Okay. Ancestry.com tells you where your ancestors are from. And Ancestry's billions of records, millions of family trees, lets you discover your personal stories. You could find a famous relative, perhaps a photo of a great-grandma as a little girl. Researching your history is actually a fun activity for the whole family. The stories you learn about your shared past can bring you closer together. It can reveal ethnic origins, provide historical details that bring unique family stories to life. Trace the paths of your recent ancestors. Learn how and why your family moved from place to place around the world. I assumed it was running from the law. I was wrong. Okay. No other DNA test delivers such a unique interactive experience. Start exploring your family story today. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash liberal to get to your Ancestry DNA kit. Start your free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash liberal. Do it now. But, you know, I First of all, I'm sorry. You know, again, I know you've acknowledged mistakes, but yeah, this wasn't breaking House rules. You weren't a congressperson yet. You've said you you loved this woman. I mean, the fact, I loved what you said uh, in your resignation speech. You said you're resigning in part because of a double standard. You said, I'm leaving, but we have men who've been credibly accused of intentional acts of sexual violence and remain in boardrooms on the Supreme Court in this very body and, worst of all, in the Oval Office. <laughs> I mean, bam. I mean, that was a mic drop, i got to say. <laughs> When you before you left, that was a mic drop.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt like it was important for me to, to put that out, and, and you know, maybe it was, it was defiance, certainly, and and my own anger at feeling like I needed to resign. And um, but you know, I, I ultimately it's a decision that I made myself, and um, and I, you know, I have I have to live with that. Mm-hmm. And I guess the work that I'm now is trying to kind of um, you know make up for the. Yeah. You know the mistakes that led to it but also for the consequences that have come from my resignation
1: you've gotten support from unlikely places what is up with you and matt gates i mean seriously
2: <laughs> <laughs> matt gates was one of
1: the few people that defended um, you and said you shouldn't quit uh, tell well talk about that
2: i know it's so funny yeah he uh he is so we became kind of friendly on armed services we worked on armed services together and armed services is one of those committees where it's unique in that you, you have to spend like basically your overnight, uh, working on the NDA, the defense authorization. So you like, literally you guys are sleeping in the back room together, like the whole,
0: the whole yeah. committee.
2: And so yeah. you get more, um, I don't know, cozy, I guess with people, than you do bipartisan, um, yeah. relationships than you do in most others. So we were friendly then we were also around the same age so it would just be kind of like you know uh jabs like uh you know i don't know yeah Yeah. what's the word i'm looking for yeah um banter i guess yeah and um, he's like you're annoying when it happened yeah you know he's he's like you're annoying right wing older brother we'd argue about stuff (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 something like that and so i you know i wasn't expecting him to come to my defense that much but we've stayed we've stayed friendly since and um he, you know i I don't agree with him on a lot of things but he's also he he is as an, as obnoxious and bombastic as he is in terms of his defense of trump he also is one of the only Republicans that is um who who you know openly talks about climate change hmm. who is uh you know is um uh pro lgBT rights who is uh he's yeah. more pro-choice than any of the other ones like so he's he's a millennial and he gets stuff just more than a lot of the other ones. And if we're we're being honest, he's
1: damn you, Katie Hill do not
2: make me like Matt. (laughs) I mean, he's well, no, but he's like, he's he's legitimately somebody we need to watch out for because the Republicans, if if they start to evolve past Trump, like he's one that, you know, can be a, Yeah, be a real concern for
1: us. Yeah, I know he's clearly kind of a doofus that has a crush on you and AOC. But let's move on. (laughs) Just like knocking the knocking the books out of your hands in the hallway, pulling your ponytails. Okay. Yeah, Um,
2: yeah, you know, punching (laughs) you in the arm. Uh
1: (laughs) Another surprising person that reached out to you, Monica Lewinsky. Speaking of someone that went through hell and back for a consensual affair, right? What was that like? What did Mm -hmm. I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. She's she's she gave such good advice just in terms of how you navigated it. And, uh, you know, I mean, she was very young when it happened, obviously. And, and the, the fact that so much was blamed on her and, you know, you're talking about the most powerful person in the world, you know, the president, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a different situation, but I thought it was so meaningful that she did reach the way that she did. And, and we've, you know, we've maintained a relationship and, um, I, I just have such respect for her and, um, I'm, you know the work that she's doing in terms of helping other people who've gone through public shaming is yeah. You know, some, it's it's something that I want to model.
1: Katie, you uh, you know, part of what's so uh, wonderful about your book is just you know your honesty, your bravery, and it. it I mean, you talk really about everything. You, you talk about uh, you spend days curled up in bed, in my mind in the darkest places you've ever been. You talk about contemplating suicide. Your mom had urgent brain surgery, and your brother, who had uh, struggled with drugs, you found him dead of a drug overdose in the middle of all that. I, I mean, how are you still, I mean, (laughs) you are, you you must have found that you're way stronger than you thought, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's something that, um, most of us when we're, when we're in tragedy or challenges in life that you, you do figure out that you you're able to make it through. Um, I had, you know, I had my family that was so vital in all of this and, um, the other person that i look to in terms of strength is is my mom right like she had this brain surgery she's um her son died and she's already back at work um as she's a house supervisor which means she's the charge nurse of all the charge nurses so on night shift um he is literally in charge of this whole hospital which is a big trauma center it's in in the valley in and she's you know covid has made it so that people people who are dying don't have their loved ones there with yeah, them and yeah, so nurses yeah. are are the ones who are who are the only link so i'm like if she can do this then i can do it and um yeah it's just it, a lot of strong women in my house and um gonna keep keep moving yeah. forward
1: you boy speaking of you're sort of the nexus of everything happening in america your mom a nurse your dad was a police lieutenant right so you're here we are in this, right? Yep.
2: Next he's a captain to some, now. Yeah, he's he, a police captain.
1: Yeah, but here we are in the middle of this just uh, national sort of conversation slash tragedy slash whatever, you know, on, on police, on policing, on, on coronavirus. Um, oh
2: my gosh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, boy, and I I would say. Yeah, maybe, if you want to
2: add to it, my sister. Go ahead. My sister's a business owner whose business has been shut down because of the pandemic and, you know, my, and she, and she's in a mixed-race marriage and trying to have a kid. And, like, I mean, the whole thing is, I was like, wow, I do, I have I have a lot of, um, I don't know, I guess, commonalities with all the things that are going on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, we need voices like yours, I think, more than ever. You you tweeted. You said, my family and friends and I are all suburban women. We're smarter than your racist fear-mongering and more concerned with, A, how you're killing people and putting us all at risk, B, how disgusting you are to women and how you've tried to strip away our rights, Uh, literally everything else. I mean, I... I feel like I'm in some weird alternate reality, particularly reading your book and watching the RNC yeah. at the same time. But it's the in the oh, RNC, gosh. coronavirus is passed. The Trump has done a terrific job. He loves women, I mean, in a good way. I, I, it's so weird. Yeah,
2: go yeah. ahead. You really yeah. think like living in two different realities? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's I think what they're they're trying to. I saw someone posted like a a cartoon or something. Like, what color is the sky in world? Like it's right. clearly not blue.
1: <laughs> but I mean, they're talking they're running a law and order convention, Katie, when almost everybody is either in jail or <laughs> has been indicted in his family in his yeah. campaign. I mean yeah. I loved your tweet. You, I said, know. You, said, I know. you said you said Steve Bannon once said if we had a guillotine, women would chop the balls off every man we could. You said, nah, buddy, not all of them, but definitely you.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I've really found my Twitter voice, you know. That's, that's been part of my healing process. Can we be
1: friends when this is over? Do you live? Where do you live in D.C. now? You live in D.C.? Or? Sure,
2: absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's do this. I'm I, in D.C. I'm in uh, L.A. right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. but that well, doesn't matter because of DC, coronavirus. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of going back and forth but i'm just I know, i'm, I'm
1: warning so i'm just crazy. warning you about the hug in advance anywhere. i'm warning you about the hug when i see you but I, yeah.
2: okay but it's, it's gonna not- be long that's and good.
1: awkward and uncomfortable when, yeah when people yeah. are allowed to
2: hug again yes well, yeah
1: i'm gonna make it weird like i yeah. do everything <laughs> well i don't have to tell all of you it's a scary, scary world out there am i right right okay i'm just telling you this ain't no party. This ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around this COVID-19. Nope. You have got to go to the com. They are always coming up with something new. We have our clean phone that actually disinfects with UV light and Uh, It it has the, what you call it, you can... The fuser! Yeah, that makes your mask smell amazing. I do my mask in there, my phone. You've got to zap everything you take out with you with that UV light. The Clean Phone Pro is bigger. You can fit more stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I put my earbuds in there, put my sunglasses, put my whatever you you need that you take out, your credit cards, your wallet, zap it with that UV light. Your chapstick. Thank you. Now the UV, the uh, clean phone wand for stuff that's bigger. Yeah. I do my packages, my groceries. Better safe than sorry. I do my shoes when I go in and out. Zap it with that UV light. Um, it, it is... Uh, you can get the... the- uh, FDA-authorized KN95 masks there, the lavender aloe vera hand sanitizer. All of it's e- wonderful. Yeah, everything you need. Right now, the masks are in stock. They ship for free. Um, when you add that code, sexy liberal, go to thenewdealshop.com, order your supply today. thenewdealshop.com. Get it. Keep you and your family safe. thenewdealshop.com. Um, you know,
0: okay, perfect, perfect.
1: But you talk about so much stuff that you talked about... Um, How disheartening it is that self-proclaimed progressive men are still just as blinded by sexism sometimes as many were in 2016. Um, I like that you're still speaking out on a lot of subjects. I I keep saying, Katie, every day, I will die mad about what this country did to Hillary Clinton. I'm going to fucking die mad. (laughs) And now I've added you on the bonfire of stuff I will die mad about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but just the double standard is and- a few things you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. but do you feel like oh, having a female gosh. vice presidential yeah you know,
2: so- well and you talk about people who have resiliency and who have come out with grace after crazy shit has happened i mean hillary clinton is one
0: mm-hmm. that
2: just you know yeah. after after what happened in the 90s and then what happened with her you know the, the way that she was so she had such dignity when she lost to obama in 08 um and then when she lost to to trump like I, I i don't even know what i would have done if i'd lost to trump but she you know she took some time off but she came back and she's just such has such grace and such like you know like i've i've freaking told you so but yeah. but also is not like you know gloating about it and and she's still doing good stuff and it's pretty it's pretty incredible
1: and so, don't you agree with what she, she just, just said sad-ass. katie that she said do to joe biden do i mean she first of all she's been right about everything mm-hmm. It, it, but she said, do not concede. Yeah, I know. Do not concede no matter what, because yeah. they are going to they're trying 16 ways to Sunday to cheat right under in front of our face right now. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, I think there's such a high likelihood that this that the election results go to the Supreme Court again. And, uh, and it's Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's he'll crazy. he'll litigate like he's done everything his whole life. In. Yeah. 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 This is, by the way, why he doesn't have to give his DNA like Bill Clinton did for somebody he likely raped. I mean, speaking of double standards in the Eugene oh, yeah. Carroll case, um, you know, you must have had flashbacks yep. again when uh, Kamala Harris, where one step forward, female vice presidential candidate. How fast did they call her a whore? Seriously, they started selling T-shirts, "Joe <sighs> in the hoe. Yeah, I
2: mean, isn't it all, oh, God, all over I again? Didn't even
0: know that? But. Oh yeah,
1: right? Because she dated someone once. Oh, oh yeah. she dated I mean, Willie Brown, and you know,
2: yep, I know. I, I, I knew. I knew that that was going to be a thing immediately, and that of course. You know of course women are going to get accused of of being too ambitious and of sleeping their way to the top i mean that's you know that's the that's the narrative instead of someone who was um i don't know possibly exploited uh, by an older man in power it's you know it's of course it's going to be seen as the opposite way and i just am like i don't know it's it's almost hard to even get mad about anymore because it's yeah. just so clear and so like you know on the nose uh and she's you know i i endorsed her and i i helped campaign for her in her presidential run so i'm thrilled that me she too. was the pick me too um, no I was, I was hoping yeah. i was hoping as as yeah well i was hoping as soon as as soon as she dropped out uh i was hoping that she was gonna end up being the vice presidential picks so whoever the nominee yeah. was so well that'll, um, that'll you know happen. i'm really happy about that and she's, she's tough as nails tough
0: and as katie
1: nails. hopefully that'll be when we actually have a female vice president maybe that will be The barrier that we actually need, because you're right, it's it's so uh, predictable that the sexism that she's she was going to face already. But um, so, by the way, I love uh, you tweeted. Study confirms what I say and uh, she will rise. Uh, Women are better leaders. You look at all the countries that have handled coronavirus best, all run by women. I mean, (laughs) it's. Yeah, yeah, it really is astounding that that's what was so wonderful and hopeful about not just your election, but everybody, that big, female, Mm -hmm. diverse, beautiful class that came in. You know, you were, by the way, the the chosen as the freshman class representative for the Democratic caucus. You were uh, vice called you the most millennial campaign ever. What did that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) <laughs> what? Why was your campaign the um, most? Millennial- you know, I
2: think that, that that actually, I mean, that started as a joke, you know. But um, but I think it was just that we were we were really running a campaign that was based on just uh, not doing anything in the traditional way, but following kind of what we felt was the the most effective way of communicating with um, you know our generation and mobilizing people around getting excited and and um, and I think I think that there's a lot to be learned still from the way that we ran that campaign, and I hope that those lessons are taken uh, into, you know, into account as I, like, this is a hard year. And I'm, I am very concerned about uh, the implications of coronavirus on the election for all of these different races, especially because the Republicans don't, they're not holding themselves to the same standards that we are. I mean, we see this over and over again, right? Like we're not fighting, you know, we're we're, we're saying we're not gonna use guns Uh, they are right is effectively. And, and so they've knocked on just in the last few months, they've knocked on 5 million doors and we're not knocking on any because of, um, because of the virus. So I, I, you know, I, I do think that there's, there's a lot to be concerned about, but, but, you know, digital and the way that we're doing outreach to, um, to people that is just unique and, and the things that we're focusing on, I just think it's, um, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's, uh, I remember that we're going to have to learn from, and there are people who are doing great stuff.
1: Because I'm out here I remember when Barack Obama endorsed you when he came out and did a campaign event for you that was that heady t- it was heady right I mean at your age that was yeah, heady yeah you had, that was yeah. very cool getting yeah. him
2: was definitely one of the moments
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Katie I really really hope that you run again are you is that in your realm of possibility
2: it's not off the table um i, I feel like there are so many incredible women that have that, that deserve to have an opportunity and you know in california there's this you know we we need more diversity and and i'm like a lot of people have asked me about kamala's seat you know if she gets elected and right. uh and I, I i keep thinking that we need another woman of color to be appointed to that seat um doesn't know not not yeah. that i'm even re- even remotely ready to go back into it but yeah. Yeah. but it's not it's not something I say i'll never do again i'm just i've got plenty yeah. of work to do now and and i'm yeah. um
1: you know, happy to do that. So. I know. I so just wish for a happy ending. Are you dating? How is that especially hard? Are you, I mean, it's, and now we have this coronavirus. It's just. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm not, I, I have, I have someone who's really important to me that uh, has been just a huge, uh, a huge, huge support during all of this and uh, can't imagine what I would have been, yeah. how, you know, how I would have gotten through it without him. So,
1: uh, wait, for so that. you came out as bisexual after high school, right? Uh, first openly bisexual person to be elected to Congress. Um, what do you think? That's a generational thing. Again, my ex. Again, we're I'm of a certain age, consider you know older, than, considerably older than you. But I wonder if that's generational too, about being comfortable with that or being being able to be out about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I mean, the B in LGBT has been kind of just glossed over, even though I think I think it's recent research that shows that we have we make a biggest percentage of the LGBT population, and 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 it's growing um i had just a uh, you know just a couple days ago i was talking to somebody who's you know he's he's a pretty prominent figure and he's um he's bi- he's bisexual mm-hmm. but has never you know you're often you basically kind of end up having to pick if you're if you end up in a monogamous relationship or you know a, a, an apparently monogamous relationship then you're um people think you're gay or you're straight and you're sort of pressured to kind of pick one of the two yeah. so people it's it's easier than saying I'm biased, people to have a hard time understanding even what that means. So me being open about it and talking about it meant a lot to a lot of people, and yeah. and I hope more and more do it, especially men, because yeah. um, men that, that that stigma is there even more so for women. It's there and it's hypersexualized, yeah. and you know what happened with me didn't did not help. But um, yeah. you know people do have sex, like yeah. we yeah. have sex with men and women, and <laughs> what that's just something we're gonna have to deal with. So. <laughs> Yes,
1: I know. Um, yeah, my nephew is openly bisexual, and it's interesting because there are all those things like, oh, you know, it's just uh, they're on the way to gay, or oh, they're afraid of commitment. And he said, ironically, right. being able to right. fully embrace, embrace being bisexual is. But he's now been in a relationship with a woman for years, but he said it's made him able to embrace you know commitment because he said that's exactly what he was always afraid of the minute he's dating a guy oh see you're really gay or oh oh you were just you know uh, you're really straight and it's just i think it's the lack of labels that your generation is helping us with people are people love is love
2: yeah and and gen z is even better gen z is better like I'm excited for
1: now I'm more the L in the LGBTQ I've been in love with men but (laughs) people have asked me are you bi?" and I'm like I don't think that's really authentic for me for for me I would say I'm um, I love men I'm attracted to men but I fall in love with women I mean I don't know how you define it but I just said I don't think that's authentic my major relationships in my adult life has been with women there's the
2: the Kinsey scale yeah yeah I mean I mean to me I, you know, if I were, if I were to, to label you, I mean, if you say you've fallen with men and you, and, or, or you, you've been attracted to them, I, to me, that sounds, that sounds bi, but you to call yourself whatever you want, right. right? Like if you, you know, if you feel like, like you're in relationships with women, then that's what, you know, that's what you are. Yeah. Um, but I think people are on different scales. Right. And I don't even know. I haven't, I have since I was in that relationship with a man for so long, I don't even exactly know if I'm in my 50, 50, am I sixty 40? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, yeah uh i've been in relationships with both men and women but um Here's, you know, here's
1: my point who the I fuck, who the fuck so cares it's... my point is who the fuck cares
2: Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't matter yeah it yeah. shouldn't matter
1: my bigger point shouldn't is matter. do you know someone just like you for me just maybe a little bit older because oh Stephanie come on
2: <laughs> she knows someone for me I'm I'll telling keep, you i keep my eyes out we're yeah.
1: going to be best friends I can feel it <laughs> um, I love the book She Will Rise is the book uh, it, again like I said brave and beautiful like you and I, I just really I do want to hug you and applaud you and I, I love I, again knowing Nancy Pelosi's been in this house for our my resistance dinner parties we got to do that again when this is all over but i love your whole thing about calling her to tell her and you were already in tears Mm -hmm. and you said you know she's tough as nails and yet kind and compassionate and she literally knew where you were going and said no 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 you don't have to do that you don't have to quit i mean she's just talk to us about her in that moment a little bit
2: yeah i mean it was really emotional she really took me under her under her wing and um and you know, I think took her by huge surprise that this was that this was happening, and um, and that yeah, that that conversation was one of the hardest that I that I had to have. Uh, there were a lot of hard conversations in that time, but yeah. Um, but I remember, she, you know, I called her. Uh, had I told her that I was going to be stepping down, she like, "You don't have to do this." And she even called me back and said, "You know, can can you even try like going through the end of the year?" And and I just felt like I couldn't, but yeah. it was. You know, I, I don't know. I, I to me at least, it, it makes me hopeful that if I do decide to come back, that there's potential, and and even if I'm not coming back in an elected role, that I'll be able to to work effectively in in politics in some yeah. capacity, and and still make. And, a you difference. Al- and
1: you always have, whether you're fighting for the homeless or women now impacted by revenge porn, yeah. like you were. I I I, uh, I just uh, really am so thrilled that you took the time to do this with us. The book is "She Will Rise." It, it really is. Fantastic, and uh, I know that you are going to find my future wife, and then probably by then, uh, Nancy Pelosi will uh, she will officiate like a double wedding. There you go. So you'll be my what my maid of of honor and also okay. (laughs) I'm jumping ahead, but. Katie, so nice to to I finally. Uh, I and get, I'm
2: and my next thing is to go to therapy. So you know, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for therapy. Yes, yeah. as part of this whole healing oh, process. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> my best
1: friend's a psychologist. Trust me, it's a uh, uh, very necessary. <laughs> um, she will rise is the book. Katie Hill. There Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Former, I'm going to say former and future. Thank you, person.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Uh, there we
0: go. Thanks. Have a good one.